My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to Conservative Daily, not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> well, welcome back. I love our intro so much, but I'd also like to say that I'm still not in it. So, Damn it, um, you're right. I want My everybody to, to call Apollo, call, email, fax him, blow it up, tell him he needs to put me in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I will accept the responsibility for that. I f- did forget about that. <laughs> But I will fix it, and I'll add your lovely face to it. Um, so how's everybody so doing? News. So, much so much news. news. Whoops. So many news stories. So I know uh, we talked about one this morning, uh, which was this story of Alfredo uh, that I talked about. We did a show with CanCon last night. He had a live stream with uh, Alpha Warrior, a.k.a. Alfredo, and... My goodness, this story blew me away. And from what I understand, you had the ability to watch uh, to watch it, Ash. I did. Tell me I your did. reaction. And, uh, 5.30 in the morning, right? Uh, they're, they're throwing flashbangs outside of his young son's room. There's a, such a show of force that you, I mean, all you and, and Brian both uh, opine on, but that you don't see for active shooters right that you don't see for brian said that we've gone gone and taken down domestic terrorists or uh uh terrorists um you know when he was in the military uh with less force than was shown for this and it's tweets i mean people need to see it we talked about it this morning i hadn't seen it yet now that i've seen it i mean as soon as i watched it i called you and i was like we have to play this so people can see what we're talking about because this is it's incredible. Yeah, it really, like, I describe it, and even when I talk about it myself, but I, I know it doesn't come across as well for viewers, It me telling you, you know, some of the details this morning, it does not even begin to, uh, right. to, to communicate to you how ridiculous the situation was and how disgusting the whole thing is. Um, so we can start. I have a, a clip of it that CanCon made, which is a clip that shows some of the footage from the night that they raided him, January fifteenth. Uh, so, if you're all right, we can start with that, Ash. Please, yeah, let's let's play it.
And so for those of you on audio, they're detailing how they pulled his entire family out while they raided him in the middle of the night, deploying a flashbang over uh, outside of his house, which, if you're not familiar with tactics like this or with flashbangs, makes no sense. Uh, and, you know, it's purely to intimidate him, very likely cause him to go outside and uh, respond with a firearm, which is what I believe they were trying to do, and, in fact, uh, give them an opportunity to kill him. There's no tactical reason to throw a flashbang outside of his house. Zero. Uh, and this was over tweets. So here's the, here's the is video. Is sound on it? No, there's no sound. Okay, so let's go ahead and pull this, add this to the stream. Um, let's pause it for just a second. Let me make it full screen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to make it full screen so that you guys will put us, no, we'll put us off the screen completely. So they can still hear us, but it's off the screen. So go ahead. If you yeah. have to, if you want to, if you want to comment it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you got to there. Bro, like this, what in the, f dude, this looks like a rock footage. Dude, I, I've I've kicked indoors with terrorists with uh, of terrorists with less people than this in Afghanistan, dude. You you know, and, and you were in Iraq. I was in Afghanistan. I've kicked indoors where we don't roll up like this. We go up with a fire team of four dudes, and these yeah. these, these guys are rolling so out of terrorists, trucks. Not domestic terrorists. So correct the record. Right yeah, actual terrorists. Yeah, yeah, actual terrorists. So just so the Oop, there we go. All right, Sorry. so just yeah, just so the audience knows. You're seeing, obviously, you saw the, the primary vehicle, which is in the middle, which is parked right behind my truck. You're going to see a vehicle off to the left, and then the vehicle to the right that's partially cut off is the armored vehicle with the turret on top. Um, and then, like I said, you'll, you'll see everybody dismount, and then, like I said, you'll see someone go to the armored vehicle when they grab the drone. And I think that's probably around the minute mark when that happens. But you can, right. you can let it fly. Let's keep going here. All right, so now this is the original. Uh, I fast, I rewinded a little bit by accident, guys. So I apologize for that. I'll keep, I'll they're keep this here. Jumping so I can off, click rolling stop in like they're storming. Okay, the so is that all right? So this is these are two normal city vehicles. Is but that the Bearcat or whatever it is on the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Bearcat to the right. Okay. And you guys need what to listen the to the the, there, the live stream so he tells you about his background. When I remember, it looked like a med vehicle. Is what it looked like. Looks like it could be a minivan. With like a, yeah, it looked like it was a truck with a like a camper style attached to it. And, and, and what so is, what is up drone. with this truck right here? It's like a two tone pickup truck with, like it's got black in the middle here and then a white front and a white rear, <laughs> like something we saw in the sandbox, right? Dude, I, I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, dude. Like this looks like A and A, like Ancop, the Ford Rangers that we up armored and gave to them. Yeah, it looks like someone repoed this thing. Dude, that's, that's so, atrocious. Yeah, so what they're doing here, you guys, is they're going to the backyard. They're making sure everybody gets into position. Once everybody checks that they're in positions, everybody has their line of fires. Um, that's when um, they'll go and turn on some more lights. And like I said, uh, at this point, what you can see on camera is the entire block has been shut down. Um, and I learned this because neighbors were coming out of their house down the street, and there were um, cops that were down the street putting people back into their home. So my street, the street behind me, and the street in front of me, this entire block was shut down for this raid. And what time is this all going down at? Uh, this is probably about 5 in the morning. Around five, yeah, about 5, 5.30 in the morning. All right, so we don't have to play the, the entire clip, but I'll like, because I already talked about it a little bit, and you know I, I was on there for the whole thing. So if you go watch it, um, it, it is beyond disgusting. I, I honestly struggle to find the words to articulate how I feel about this. Um, I don't know if you, if you want to point out any other details that you saw when you watched it, and then we have a lot of other stuff to get into.
Yeah, it's militarized, weaponized police against people for wrong think and and for speech crimes. To this is this is tweets. It's over tweets, and they're tying him to January sixth. Uh, a military veteran who served his country came home uh, and decided to use his First Amendment rights of speech, and that's what happens at five thirty in the morning. They roll up on him with a militarized presence. They're using drones. They have mounted weaponry. There's there's an overwhelming show of force. And you know what what strikes me the most, Apollo, is that um, we, you know, as we saw in that poll, a, a plurality of the, the nation believes that, uh, that democ- democracy is under a threat, right? We may disagree on how, and, and we've been saying people on, uh, with conservative values, people on the right side of the spectrum have been saying our constitutional liberties are under attack, our freedom of speech, our freedom of assembly, our freedom of protest, our freedom to criticize the government is under attack. And people say, oh, you're just being silly. The only people who are being persecuted for that are people who committed an insurrection. Um, Meanwhile, the other side is saying that, you know, you're going to have militarized uh, uh, law enforcement show up to to take women into custody over abortion. You're going to, as we talked about this morning, you're going to have to go into the back alley and use a a coat hanger or what they're claiming is you're going to have that kind of presence that Alfredo had. You're going to have that for abortion. None of it's true. It's all politics. But what we just played is not politics. This is really happening, right? But I want you to understand the narrative on the other side. I want the audience to understand the narrative on the other side. So let's play that uh, Swalwell ad so people can see what we're talking about. All right. Uh, Where is this? I believe this is it. Uh, This is the Swalwell ad. Yes. Okay. I think so. Three weeks until the midterm elections and Bay Area Congressman Wait, no, this is not it. Sorry. Sorry, audience. Technical difficulties pulled the wrong card. Um, Oh, is this the one? I got it. All right, give me a few seconds, guys. I need about 10 seconds. Okay, so in this video, and, and remember what you read at the beginning of the Alfredo, right? It, they they, t- they dragged the kids out of the house, the teenagers, but they left the baby in the house crying. They uh, they didn't do him the courtesy of knocking, which the, the officers in the, in the video that's coming will do the courtesy of knocking. But this overwhelming force for things that are today not a crime. Speech is not a crime. Speech, uh, criticizing the government is not a crime, um, but they want you to believe that that they're going to criminalize something like having an abortion when all of the apparatus of the federal government of the most many, many, I shouldn't say most many state governments and certainly of the apparatus of the FBI is focused on going after people who are ideological opponents of this administration. Uh, that actually was the video you sent. So it looks like it starts oh. a few seconds in. Okay, do we have it or should yeah. we move on? Three Weeks is making headlines for a shocking new digital ad that depicts a dystopian reality if Democrats lose control of the House and the Senate. Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. 
Arrest for what? Penal code two four three violation. Unlawful termination of pregnancy. Yad called lock her up. Portrays a woman being arrested in front of her family for having. This an looks abortion. like it could be a different when kind of video. Steps than that acting. Stop the arrest. <laughs> Police draw their guns on the couple. Baby children screaming and crying in, in the house. Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. Whoa, honey bear. Just the law here. All right, pull it down. So they're, they're making this case. This is uh, Eric Swal, and, and it's brought to you by Eric Swal. Note they don't say Eric Swalwell's name in it. The only reason you know is his ad is because they have a, a, a watermark at the end of it that's, that's Swalwell. He's right but up there in the want, top left. Uh, yeah, so this is this is fantasy land that they're portraying. They're portraying that we're envisioning if we don't if you don't vote for Democrats on November eighth, we're envisioning this world where uh, where women are gonna you know you're gonna come to their cops are gonna come to their door, arrest them, uh, you know potentially drag their children and their families out of the house and leave the screaming baby inside. That might happen if you don't vote for Democrats. But you know what has happened in allegedly voting for Democrats because elections are stolen and and this uh, regime at at most levels is illegitimate. Um, what is happening is that they're showing up in force and ripping your kids out of your home and leaving your screaming baby inside of the house for thought crimes and speech crimes for tweets. So there's, there is absolutely very two clear pictures of America. I personally don't think that the answer is to just vote for Republicans. I think that everybody needs to go find the America first candidates. Who is it? Whether it's a write-in, whether it's a third party, whether it's whatever it is, go find those candidates and vote for those candidates. Uh, the, the majority of the country has left the two parties. Uh, they do not associate, affiliate with the two parties. And, and we need to, to realize that and reclaim our country. Yeah. And I actually, I want to play, I want, why don't you guys pay attention to how they, how they, they, uh, portray this real quick. Love you. Watch the cop. We're just enforcing the law here. Oh, now they care about, oh, now all of a sudden the, the cop's bad if he enforces the law, right? Now all of a sudden it's a bad thing. But they had, uh, just using Alfredo's case, they rolled up with, with a, a full assassination squad. I mean, frankly, is what it, that was looking like. Um, over yeah. a tweet of a veteran who's a law enforcement uh, officer of over a decade who wasn't ever anywhere near Washington, D.C. There's your thought crimes. They'll go after school board attendees. But now all of a sudden when it's abortion, now, now, now the bad cops, if you just enforce the law, because that's a bad law, now all of a sudden they get to use the narrative uh, about what? About what? The weaponization of law enforcement? That's something they can even claim to have any right to use? Well, I mean, this is so, so the, their narratives are, are a little shaky, right? Because the defund the police was very much a movement. But with this administration, that movement has gone away because, you know, the majority of the country doesn't believe in defunding the police and they want to keep on. They want to hold on to power. What I find most striking about the comparison of what really happened with Alfredo versus what the, the Uniparty cartel wants you to think is going to happen if you don't keep them in power, right? You, you have to keep us in power because this horrifying thing might happen. Meanwhile, they are in power and this horrifying thing is happening. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's beyond disgusting. It's all they have. Abortion is all they have because their record is abysmal. So they're going to keep pushing abortion. Uh, the the majority of of Americans have left that narrative and see it for exactly what it is. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medicare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medicare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air MedCare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. Yep, absolutely they do. All right, well, let's move on. The, uh, you know, in another nightmarish assault on uh, the lives of our children, in addition to the unbelievable and... Uh, I mean, truly evil, sickening number of children who are killed every year in this in this country, and uh, the deaths of whom, the murders of whom, are defended by the radical left and people who have no courage and no uh, no moral compass whatsoever. And I'll just say that very strongly, uh, or have been brainwashed into believing that somehow lives do not matter, or that uh, a fetus is not I'm actually right. alive. Hmm. Uh, the CDC has passed to add the COVID vaccine to the childhood schedule. And there's actually a huge implication to this. But first, let's just play uh, the vote so you can see for yourselves exactly how strong the CDC's position is on this. Okay, I'm going to start with our... Um, uh, we'll uh, proceed with the vote. So as a reminder, please state your name, whether you have any conflicts of interest, and your vote. Um, and I'm going to start uh, right now with uh, Dr. Bell. Bell, no conflicts, yes. Thank you. Ms. McNally. McNally, no conflicts, yes. Uh, Sicko. Um, Dr. Lair. Lair, no conflicts, yes. Sicko. Ms. Bata. Bata, no conflicts, yes. Sicko. Dr. Brooks. Brooks, no conflicts, yes. Sicko. Nuremberg. Daly. Daly, no conflicts, yes. Oh, a sicko. Dr. Sanchez. Sanchez, no conflict, yes. Psychopath. Dr. Shaw. Shaw, <laughs> no conflicts, yes. Demon. Long, long, no conflict, yes. Oh, satanic freak. Cotton, no conflicts, yes. Dr. Devil. Sineas, no conflicts, Allegedly. yes. Dr. Failing? Sicko. Failing, no conflict, yes. Sicko. Lee, no conflicts, yes. Sicko. Uh, Dr. Talbot. Talbot, no conflicts, yes. Ah, sicko. Dr. Chen? Chen, no conflicts, yes. Ah, psychopath. Thank you. Dr. Whar
uh, and the motion passed um, 15 unanimously in favor. And unanimously in favor of adding the COVID-19 vaccine to the childhood immunization schedule, which has implications. Apollo, what are the implications of adding the COVID-19 vaccine to the childhood immunization schedule? Well, specifically, you guys, uh, not only, well, there's two massive, like, huge, huge, huge implications. One of them is that if they move forward and take these vaccines, which are completely based on bogus, I'm not going to swear, uh, on BS data by disgusting companies, uh, the only way that they can continue with the guaranteed immunity, with the blanket immunity for all these pharmaceutical companies that they were granted under the EAU, only because it was an EAU, because they didn't do any testing, Pfizer admitted they didn't do any testing, uh, is by recommending them for children, because medical laws. And that makes sense here in America. Number two, by adding them to the childhood vaccination program, the uh, school districts all across this country are very, very likely to require children to need to get this shot in order to go to daycares, in order to go to schools, because very often uh, across this nation, they literally will just go to the CDC and say, okay, well, what does the CDC recommend? And then that becomes what they do. So first, uh, there's a couple clips I want to play. Number one, uh, this is them describing the changes to the schedule. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead. So you said uh, because medical laws, and I just want to say it's not it's not medical laws. It's a federal bloated bureaucracy through the FDA and this process that has completely been turned on its head. It's meant to protect. It's meant that the processes of the FDA where we used to see. 10 years or more that it took to bring a medication to market to the point where they would put it into the arms of children right we used to see that but because this has been the, the our our government has been bought and paid for by pharmaceutical companies and their global handlers what we see is that this this bloated bureaucracy has turned it on its head and so now those 15 people that all just unanim unanimously uh violated the nuremberg code what what that has implications for is that children are going to start to have to they're going to start to require this in school districts probably not all of them some of them will fight it the parents in this country are amazing the american people are amazing and um i anticipate if they start to try to mandate covid vaccines you're going to see uprisings at school board meetings like you haven't seen before they're going to have to pull in the doj and the fbi for those terrible terrible terrorist parents who don't want to poison their children right but this is more protection for pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer and Moderna in particular, who we have seen from the data, the reporting from Naomi Wolf, the reporting from others, that we've seen these vaccines are not safe. They are, they have a terrible record. There's uh, orders of magnitudes more uh, of more reports into the vaccine adverse event, uh, event uh, response system. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you've had a chance to see real Anthony Fauci yet. I saw it yesterday after Brian recommended it. I watched it on double time. It's astounding. I learned. I, I think everybody should go and watch the real Anthony Fauci. I think it's still free for a few days. Um, I learned things out of that, and I followed this story since you know since COVID began. I've I've, I've been plugged into this, and I learned things that I didn't know from that film. Um, what they've done is the one. 
the greatest crime, I, I would say because of the scale and magnitude of it, the greatest crime that has ever been perpetrated on humanity. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. So first, let's talk about this schedule. Uh, so I'm going to play a clip. This is from the uh, from the meeting. Uh, so pay attention to what they say, and I'll stop it. Page. On the, uh, in the table of vaccine abbreviations and trade names, we are proposing three edits. The first edit is to add COVID-19 vaccines, and we've used separate abbreviations for the monovalent and bivalent mRNA vaccines. We also have a separate abbreviation for the monovalent um, protein subunit vaccine. In the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine role, we've added Priorix, and in the pneumococcal conjugate vaccine role, we've added PCV15. Our table one is the routine immunization schedule by age. In table one, we have added a role for COVID-19 vaccines, and we've shaded age six months through 18 years in yellow, indicating the recommended age for vaccination. We have also included an overlying text uh, prompting providers to review the notes section for more details on the primary and booster vaccination. I'm going to stop it right there. So, again, they're moving forward with this vaccination schedule for six-month-old kids and up, right? They, they want to, again, do this. They just they have a, uh, approved boosters. They approved some of the COVID shots earlier this year for six-month-old children. Again, children being almost completely 100% absent from the COVID numbers, which we already know are absolutely skewed. Um, and My biggest question from watching mm -hmm. that is, those 15 people that voted for this and you know she's she's going through the edits that they're asking to make and you know and really they're again it was unanimous what is their incentive structure that is the thing that i think everybody needs to be asking about the cdc uh vaccine council people that just voted for this how are they incentivized what is their incentive structure as a part of that body? And in their, uh, you know, how, how are they, how are they being incentivized? And I would, you know, theorize compensated for this vote, allegedly. That's a good question. So first of all, let's talk about kids. This is from their slides from the CDC's website. So COVID-19 vaccines in children. I'll share this link so you can go uh, dig through these as you like. Uh, I'm going to go way more in depth into some of this stuff that they put in here, but they go through a timeline of primary series booster doses that they've had over the last, uh, you know, about over the last year. And uh, they mention recommendations for ages 12 to 15, ages 5 to 11. Again, demographics that were almost completely absent from, uh, from COVID uh, deaths, from serious, uh, serious complications. This was you know, some of the major frustrations that people had when they were locking down schools. Let's take a look at this slide. Myocarditis and COVID-19 vaccines. Risk of myo and pericarditis identified after COVID-19 vaccines. Risk is rare, they say. Primarily observed in adolescent and young adult males within the first week after receiving the second dose or booster dose. Most individuals with myo and pericarditis have fully recovered at follow-up. Who decided that? Where did that number come from? Where did that statement come from anywhere in reality most individuals have fully recovered 
Most individuals never recover. They have a massively reduced lifespan. Are you out of your mind? That's just an outright lie. Next point. Sorry, before you move on from myocarditis, don't forget that the leading cause of, of death in the United States of America is heart disease. And my another another name for myocarditis is viral heart disease right so there the, the, this myo myocarditis uh is a, they're, they're not telling the full story of course and people are actively uh recovering what what was the what was the stat that they said actively recovering from viral heart disease where's the data on that as you said apollo they don't have any it's just an outright lie Next, Narrative. next point. The risk of adverse cardiac. This one really got me. The risk of adverse cardiac outcomes were 1.8 to 5.6 times higher after SARS-CoV-2 infection than after mRNA COVID vaccination among males aged 12 to 17. What are you talking about? Outright Two lie. Two times higher of adverse cardiac events in adolescent males, and they just voted to make them mandatory in effect to make them mandatory they add it to the vaccine schedule it's only a matter of time before it becomes mandatory they wanted to make it mandatory over the past couple of years as they've been pushing these vaccines now they've got their their moment they're voting to make this mandatory when the data supports that that is going to kill children Yep. And again, final point, and pay attention to this, interval of eight weeks between vaccine doses may further lower myocarditis risk. I'd love to know who's... <laughs> if you're getting two COVID shots eight weeks apart in the first place, or closer than eight weeks apart, I'm confused. Uh, number two, they're admitting already that there is an association, just in that statement, that Allowing eight weeks between vaccine doses may further lower myocarditis risk. I mean, that you wouldn't even make that statement unless there was an association. Again, where's the eight weeks coming from? Again, outright lie that they have a just under two to over five times higher risk after right, but being also, infected with COVID than getting the mRNA vaccine? Also, the risk of COVID-19 in children is very, very low. It's right? almost ne- it's and, non-existent. And- the risk, the risk for the non, you know, elderly with complicated immune systems, uh, you know, uh, people with with preconditions for the normal, the population at large, ninety nine point nine seven or something like that. This is this is it's been a it's been a farce since the beginning, but now they're trying to shove it into the arms of children. Yeah. And furthermore, not only that, because they already they already did that. They, they already ran I this whole narrative that you have to. What? Are they going to add flu vaccines to the vaccine schedule? <coughs> Excuse me. Why? <coughs> Why would they not add flu vaccines when we've had the flu much longer? Oh, right. Because the shots aren't effective. They can't make that case for the flu vaccine because we have the data to show that the vaccines against flu are not effective. We have the data to show that they're not effective against COVID-19, but they won't look at the data. They won't be honest about the data. Well, and so, first of all, big point, uh, this throws into question all the other shots, which I think is actually a win for, for humanity in the long run if we do survive this. Um, because the, like when they start talking in that earlier clip about, oh, we've also decided to add these shots, does anyone have confidence in any product that these manufacturers roll out anymore? Absolutely not. These people are freaking demons. 
I had to stop myself there. Uh, let's move well, on because, again, this is an EUA vaccine, right? Well, hang on. Before we move on, I just want to say in, in terms of the do you have faith in anything coming out of the pharmaceutical industry? When they started pushing these shots and people were saying, no, I want a religious exemption, um, there were, I don't know if you remember this, but there were corporations and private companies who said to their employees, well, if you object to the fetal and, and embryonic stem cells in these vaccines, then you have to object to the embryonic and fetal products in Advil and Tylenol and Coca-Cola. And most people were like, oh my gosh, that's super overwhelming. Um, in my family, we've tried to actually get get off of all of those products. I was actually really grateful that those companies published a list of products that are used with fetal and embryonic stem cells because this is evil, right? This it, it is evil to consume those products. So we're at the point now in my house where we really don't consume many pharmaceutical products at all, um, some of us, if any. So it and, is evil. Pharmaceutical companies are evil. That's why I don't vaccinate my kids, because I don't trust pharmaceutical companies. Tell me why you do. So, again, this is an EUA. This is <laughs> we, we've gone through this ad nauseum on the show. And as has pretty much everyone else who has an IQ above four. Uh, so when asked about the EUA, whether or not it was actually acceptable for them to add an EUA vaccine to the childhood schedule, and again, it's not a vaccine, it's a bioweapon. It's a lethal injection. Here's the answer that they had. Presentation is now open for questions. Ms. Bata? Um, just a point of clarification. I know that we have already recommended COVID-19 for children, um, but it's under an EUA. Is, is it okay for us to include that in the routinely recommended schedule? if it's a EUA um, interim recommendation. Yeah, uh, before we brought this to the work group, we had a, um, a conversation about this with our Office of General Counsel and we we're told that it was okay to add it to the schedule. Okay. That was their answer. That was their answer. How can you have any questions after we asked, that? We asked the General Counsel and they said it was fine. That's, that's literally like, their answer. This is the sorry, CDC's ACIP meeting. This was their answer that... We asked general counsel. They said it was fine. Meeting adjourned. I have to. Uh, I, ha I have to do. A, I have to pull a Joe and make an election fraud comparison in the middle of a COVID segment <laughs> because he always does that. But it's relevant, right? Douglas County. Uh, I sent them a request for comment about the use of conic, right? I get back talking points. Well, we've already confirmed with the vendor that it's fine and that everything is secure. This is the same thing. I mean, except they're going to their general counsel, but their general counsel is probably like the you know, Republican Party general counsel who's the same general counsel for Dominion. It's all incestuous. And what we're saying is, oh, it's totally fine. The experts told us it was fine. So don't worry about it. And don't ask any more questions. You denier, COVID denier. COVID denier. You're, you're Shot evil. Vax, anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next to get to, there's another clip. I'm going to skip through part of the middle, but they're asked specifically uh, about the effects of, you know, resulting in pressure being added onto parents and children in order to get their children uh, to attend school, to attend daycare, because this is one of the, the, one of the main two points uh, that this is going to have as an effect on uh, the American people, and, and that pressure is, is a serious thing to contend with. We've already seen what that looks like. Uh, over the last two years. 
Uh, so I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to skip part in the middle, so if it jumps a little bit, don't be alarmed. I will acknowledge, I appreciate that there is symbolism in adding COVID-19 to the childhood immunization schedule. And that symbolism is that we view this as routine and that we view this as COVID is here to stay. And so when I think about the routine immunization schedule as a practicing pediatrician, I think about it as an opportunity in my patients to prevent serious disease and death. That's what I view that as. And if something is added to the schedule, it's because I feel like the benefits continue to strongly outweigh the risks. And so I just wanna make those points. The other point I will make is that this does not constitute a mandate, but there are mandates, but those are really state board of health largely decisions, and this doesn't represent a mandate, but then I appreciate that if parents are concerned about um, COVID-19 vaccines, then they're concerned that this could be turned into, into a mandate. And again, I would wanna turn that conversation in a different direction. I've had parents who've come in and, in my office and, and I say, oh, what are you here for? And they say, well, we're here for vaccines so that our kids can okay, go to skip it now. schedule does not constitute a requirement that any child receive the vaccine. Underinsured children, not a discussion of what pediatricians ought to be doing in an office setting. Uh, this discussion today around adding the COVID-19 vaccine to the recommended childhood immunization schedule does not constitute a requirement that any child receive the vaccine. That decision remains where it did before. This is rather a codification of a pre-existing recommendation. We, we recognize that there is concern around this, but moving COVID-19 to the recommended immunization schedule does not impact what vaccines are required for school entrance, if any. Indeed, there are vaccines that are on the schedule right now that are not required for school attendance in many jurisdictions, such as seasonal influenza. Uh, local control matters, and we honor that. The decision around school entrance for vaccines rests where it did before, which is with the state level, the county level, and the, at the municipal level, if it exists at all. They are the arbiters of what vaccines are required, if any, for school entry. This discussion does not change that. Thank you. Okay, so we follow have to up. we have to now have follow, trust follow in these. For the doctor, follow up question for the doctor: When local authorities are using the are, are employing mandates, what are they basing those mandates on? What's happening in this room right now? Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to have faith in the. What he just said, don't worry, because it's going to be down to the county, down to the state level. We've seen what that looks like. We saw what they did in take the state of Michigan, where I where I grew up, for for instance. They were completely violating the Constitution, just as they did here in Colorado, just as they did in states all over this nation, to force this stuff down the throats of Americans, to force you to throw that into your arm. What they did in nursing homes, county uh, county medical boards did the exact same thing. The whatever uh cphd uh what am i talking about what's the what's the acronym the uh, uh colorado department of health and education yeah we, we saw them do the exact same thing they voted despite massive numbers of objections we were there i wouldn't live stream there they did the exact same thing people saying there's no reason for this it's literally causing massive problems and shortages for staff who don't want to get this there are massive health complications that we're seeing. None of this makes any sense. And they voted unanimously, too. 
Right, but this is so. This the one thing I want to make sure our audience does not miss is this is the plausible deniability of the federal and state bureaucracy of the government bureaucracy. They can say, "Hey, we're not mandating anything. That is a local decision, and the local the local authorities will make that decision." So the parents and and, and the community go to the local authority and they say, "Look, the CDC has said that this needs to be a part of the childhood vaccination schedule. Nobody is accountable." They, they can just point back and forth to each other to some unelected, unaccountable, bureaucratic entity and say, well, we have to do it because they said so. Yeah. Throw and them so- all out. If people in your school district audience, if people in your school district are now going to start mandating COVID-19 vaccines, Pull them throw out. them out faster. Get into the health agencies, throw them out as well. This is, this is all politics is local. I think the way that we solve the crisis in our country is to get as local as possible. This is a primary issue, right? Us talking about what the CDC is saying is so you have the understanding of what the uh, what what the, sci- the the science is behind the decisions that are going to be made locally in your community, and you need to show up in your community and use your voice and throw these people out on the street, metaphorically speaking. Well, let's uh, listen to. RFK does a really simple uh, explanation, and I want you to hear it from his words uh, about the immunity, because that's really, really important with what they're doing. Because, again, this is an EOA. We just heard them talk that, oh, well, we, we talked to general counsel, and they told us it was fine to add an EOA product to the vaccine schedule. Uh, so let's, let's hear why. So they're never going to market a vaccine, allow people access to a vaccine, an approved vaccine, without getting liability protection. Now, the, the emergency use authorization vaccines have liability protection under the PREP Act and the CARES Act. So as long as you take an emergency use, you can't sue them. Once they get approved, now you can sue them, unless they can get it recommended for children. What? Because because all vaccines that are recommended, officially recommended for children, get liability protection, even if an adult gets that vaccine. That's why they're going after kids. They know this is going to kill and injure a huge number of children, but they need to do it for the liability protection. And as they showed in their own presentation, they know that the risk of myocarditis in adolescent males is two to six times higher. And that's the, the data that they'll say, right? They know that there is an, that there's an increased risk. They also know that COVID is not a significant threat to that age population, but they're pushing it anyway because they are evil psychopaths. Yep. And let's look. There is a great substack about this. So if you go through these uh these slides they man they have some fascinating i want to talk about this the uh, pregnancy issue real quick because they have a whole slide presentation about covid vaccination for pregnant people notice that they don't use the word women they use pregnant people in influence age zero to five but i'm not going to go all into this now for time's sake but they asked some very important questions like is it associated with increased risk for maternal complications, adverse pregnancy outcomes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm going to skip through just so you can see the conversation that they want to have with you. So report, they're talking about case numbers and deaths among pregnant pregnant people from COVID, meta-analysis for perinatal outcomes from COVID, 
uh, vaccination coverage among pregnant people, because that's the most important issue, not the fact that they're mandating an EUA, an EUA product to people who are carrying another life inside of them or are below the age of five, um, below the age of, you know, six years old. Again, associations between outcomes from COVID, uh, COVID hospitalizations. They don't even get to the vaccine risks. Then they mention some of these vaccine safety in pregnancy. So keep in mind, this is not until page 14, 15. Uh, they mentioned these are not the reports of the authors. And mentioned this, this V-safe, uh, these V-safe pregnancy registries. I'm going to talk about that. This VX uh, vaccine safety data link. Now, the Substack that I'm going to bring up in a minute mentions this. So just I'm going to let you all peel through this until I go into a much deeper dive. But here we go. Secondary to evaluate odds ratios for receiving a third mRNA COVID-19 vaccine in a 42-day window and for receiving any COVID-19 booster in a 28 or a 42-day window. Uh, the, this is the objectives to conduct monthly surveillance of spontaneous abortions and ongoing pregnancy in order to estimate the odds ratio for receiving a third vaccine dose in the 28 days prior to the spontaneous abortion. Why limit it? That that is such a narrow window. They are already trying to cut out results, just as we've seen in all the other vaccine courts, which, by the way, that they're they've now added this into. So. Thank God we get to go through the vaccine injury program, which has been for decades so egregiously corrupt in denying people's claims and making the burden of proof so astronomically difficult to achieve that no one can do it. And therefore, they don't have to pay out any money or acknowledge that these people are killing, uh, you know, people all over the country. Um, and where is the one that yeah, I wanted to show? So while you're looking for that, if I could just say th this, so I is. believe obviously that this is genocide, right? That this is about global population reduction, but it's not just the deaths associated with the vaccine. It's also the infertility, right? And as Naomi Wolf has, has uh, and, and Daily Clout have reported, the spike proteins rest in the ovaries and the testes, and they have uh, no long-term data on what the uh what the impact of that is so not just you know the immediate impacts of these vaccines on children but your children's long-term fertility and whether or not they will be able to reproduce over the long term they're not they're, they're still gonna gonna recommend it in the vaccine schedule and eventually mandate it for school well and you mentioned and the, the lipid nanoparticles have the other way right they have, other countries they have. Have yeah, the, so the lipid nanoparticles also, they accumulate in the testes and the ovaries. They destroy the function of the Leydig cells and Sertoli cells. Uh, there's actually, um, I, I believe it was Naomi Wolf, but I've seen other people talk about it at length as well, that it quite literally destroys the cells in male bodies in particular. I brought this up a couple weeks ago. It's like the seat of masculinity. This is the, the cells that create the hormones and run these biological pathways that form men into men and massively disrupt the HPTA axis, which is what allows that feedback loop where testosterone acts and then uh, gives you secondary sex characteristics, which is what turns men into strong men and gives them, you know, male personalities, which is typically more aggressive. Uh, you know, all the things that create men, which would be the people in society who would revolt against a completely tyrannical evil government like we have today. So is you that random? That I kind of doubt it. That they're genetically engineering the next generation Betas. of humans Betas. to be less human. Less masculine, less human, yes. 
Well, so this substack. Oh, wait, I didn't show this up. Yeah, trans now. Yeah, now they're just normal. <laughs> Summary, COVID booster vaccination in early pregnancy was not associated with increased risk of spontaneous abortions. Thanks. That was nice, succinct. The vaccine safety data link is continuing surveillance. No safety signals have been identified. Future studies will evaluate long-term outcomes. Future studies on something they haven't studied. I'll, I'll show you that in a minute. Future but, studies after we give it to all the kids. Yeah. And so then we'll and be able and pregnant to study women. the impact on kids. That's your future study. This is sick. This is real sick psychopathic stuff. Things that Hitler was actually condemned for are things that the, the CDC's vaccine council just voted for. Yep. Unanimously, and by I'm the way. Definitely not pro-Hitler. I am not advocating for Hitler. I think Hitler is bad. It's that, crazy. Is that, that, is that, that do we have to we have to qualify that <laughs> statement once in a while? It's weird. It's a like weird. A, it's a weird oh, world. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> in this uh, Substack, Catherine Hewig uh, brings up this uh, this same slide. Case study controls eight VSD sites, and again, pay attention to this language. Monthly surveillance programs of spontaneous abortion. These are the objectives of the case control surveillance to estimate the odds ratio for receiving a third mRNA vaccine dose in the 28 days prior to the spontaneous abortion. Why are they surveilling the odds ratio for a third vaccine in the 28 days prior to the spontaneous abortion? How about just an association between vaccination wait. and spontaneous abortion? Sorry, wait, go back, go back. Okay, wait, so... Uh to in order to estimate the odds ratio for receiving a third mRNA vaccine in the 28 days prior to spontaneous abortion on the previous slide didn't they just say that it was not linked to spontaneous abortion they just said yeah first bullet not not connected with an increased risk for spontaneous abortion well so this is this is like three slides later this is the summary <laughs> this is just a few <laughs> slides. Yes, they, they they have this. The point stands. I'm sorry. The point I, stands. Thought it I thought it wasn't linked to it, but you've actually studied it in relation to spontaneous abortion. Sick. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off 
everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Yeah, and again, secondary objective, to evaluate odds ratios for receiving a third mRNA vaccine in a 42-day window and for receiving any COVID booster in a 28- or 42-day window. What kind of windows are that? Where are they getting this stuff? That is, that is what you do when you... I don't think it's random that Bill Gates always has in his interviews how to lie with statistics. This is how you lie with statistics. Is garbage like this. We already know that they've been doing that with every aspect of this COVID agenda. Um, but again, they know they're killing babies. It's only looking at the third dose and for 28 days after the receipt of that third dose. Only considering spontaneous abortions, which means only those in the first trimester. They are quite literally formulating this entire safety study, this surveillance program, after they claim already that there's no association with spontaneous abortions, despite the fact that in one of their trials, they had, I can't even remember what was like 50, 60% or higher. I can't, I can't remember the number. Massive numbers of spontaneous abortions in the first trimester. Right out of the right. gate. There's over 5,000 of them in bears, right? Uh, spontaneous, yeah. spontaneous abortions. But what, it, and that's a miscarriage, right? Spontaneous abortion is a miscarriage. And what is um, incredible about this is they say it's not connected to an increased risk of spontaneous abortion. We've studied the, how the vaccine impacted those who had spontaneous abortions. And we've just determined that it's not uh, because their abortions happened after the first trimester. That's what that data is effectively saying. This is like gas prices, right? They say, and I'm making another off-topic comparison. This, so gas prices, they say KJP gets up there every single day and says the most common price for gas is $3 and whatever, right? It's the most common price for that. We know gas prices are coming down because they are that because the most common price for gas is $3 and 34 cents or whatever it is. There, she's not saying national average. Why? Because the national average is about 40 to 60 cents higher than that metric she's using for the most common price. This is what they're doing in the federal bureaucracy and the big bloated bureaucracy. They're manipulating and creating, fabricating metrics that tell the story that they want to tell. This is the antithesis of science and it's shameful and abhorrent. And this needs to be prosecuted. Those 15 people that just voted to add this poison that has led to a two to six time increase, uh, two, two to six times increased chance of myocarditis, of viral heart disease in adolescent young men. They just voted to add that to the vaccine schedule, which downstream from that, as we discussed, makes it mandatory in children. These people need to be prosecuted. Yeah. And again, so also notable from this <clears throat> in uh, in one of their analysis, they did not include the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I'd love to know why. And additionally, <laughs> this is great. If you just if you just pay attention to those numbers. So at 42 days, they're completely excluding any spontaneous abortions after about 20 weeks. They just won't count. Nothing to see there. And again, they're not even including first and second vaccinations. They're not including them. They're just looking at yeah, third, the third round. Terrible. 
At third round? There's over 5,000. And remember, theirs is reported to be underreported by 99%, right? And there's 5,000 spontaneous abortions in theirs, probably more. Yeah. Yeah. From COVID-19, right? Not just in general. COVID-19 no. vaccinated. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to leave the uh, I'm going to leave these these uh, CDC slides because I will get so mad that it I might throw something again. Um, <laughs> but again, these were never tested, and Pfizer admitted that. So here's a quick clip uh, describing that. U, mevrouw Small, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil, and I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, <laughs> we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. That's not this the speed of science. science is what slow. is the speed of science? Science is slow. Science requires testing hypotheses. It requires taking the information from that test and continuing to do that cycle. It is a, it is a method, right? The scientific method. The speed of science is slow. They moved at the speed of bureaucracy, which you would think is slow, but not when it's criminals in charge trying to ram through an agenda before the American people rip them out by their hair. Well, speaking mind. about an agenda, I love that the science, uh, they can move at the speed of science now, uh, whereas the actual speed of science, you know, just evolves uh, ever so slowly. But man, their language sure does uh, adjust quickly. Because again, pregnant people, if you have any doubt that the <laughs> CDC is just as politicized as everything else, there you go, pregnant people. The CDC mm -hmm. study on COVID, uh, COVID outcomes for pregnant individuals and children under five, pregnant people. Uh, if you decide to get pregnant, can I throw you a baby shower? Absolutely. In fact, I identify as pregnant now, so you plan it. Awesome. Okay. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's remember, though, guys, because uh, – and then, then we're going to leave this topic before I have, a, before I have an aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, concerned the, uh, one in the chat said speed of killing people. Absolutely right. Amen. Amen. Let's remember, as they just admit, admitted that they never tested it for transmissibility, uh, which I find hilarious. They never did any, any testing. Uh, now that that has been admitted, guess what the mainstream media is doing? Oh, factcheck.org, it's not news, nor is it scandalous that Pfizer trial didn't test transmission. That was the entire <laughs> narrative. It was. That was the entire deal. It was. You, you have, have to get to you have to get me. shot. I got to do it for you and for my grandmother. Yep. And the kids have to do it so that they don't transmit it and bring grandma. it home. I'm killing grandma. You're killing grandma. I'm killing Apollo grandma. By not getting vaccinated. You're killing grandma. How could you? How can you not do your duty and get vaccinated? Because you're protecting me and I'm protecting you by getting vaccinated. The level of coercion that has taken place to get people to put this poison in their bodies, not one of us re uh, resents not getting it, regrets. Not one of us regrets not getting it. Not a single one of us regrets not getting this vaccine, not trusting the, the science, not trusting the government to come in and, uh, and tell us what we have to put in our body. Not a single American 
regrets not getting it. But there's a lot of people who regret getting it, and there's a lot of people who are dead because they got it. Yep, and we're about to sign off on Frank's speech, so if you are on Frank's speech, hop on over to Rumble, hop on over to conservative-daily.com. Thank you to the Frank's speech team for having us there. You can go uh, support Mike Lindell. You can go use promo code CD21. That's Charlie Delta 21. Uh, go to my store. Go everywhere. Uh, bless Mike Lindell. Get some good slippers. Get some good sheets. Uh, as Thanksgiving approaches, you know, it's always nice really to stay nice warm. Really nice cable knit throw blankets that make great gifts over at the yes. MyPillow store. So yeah, if you, need, if you need gifts for the holidays, Charlie Delta 21, uh, go stock up. But uh, let's remember because, again, it wasn't tested, and that's not scandalous, nor is that exactly what they told us for two years. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Okay, got it. God, I freaking hate these people. And you know, like I love them as a child of God, but I I cannot stand these people are so evil. It is it blows my mind. I struggle with not saying that I hate them because it's it it makes me feel better to get it out. Um, but not saying that the vaccines weren't tested was a conspiracy theory, right? They had told us, oh my gosh, it's totally tested. How and we're like, wait a second, there hasn't been enough time. There's not enough time to have tested this. And they're like, oh, you're crazy. It's totally been tested. These are totally tested, super safe and effective. Safe and effective against transmission. Safe and effective. Don't kill grandma. And now they're saying, oh, of course they weren't tested. What are you? This is the definition of gaslighting. Of course they weren't, they weren't tra- uh, tested for transmission. We had to move at the speed of science, right? There's just no way that we could have actually tested what we're now telling you to shove into the arms of children. There are no long-term studies on the data of these vaccines because there hasn't been a long-term. The amount of the amount of clips, if I wanted to make a supercut, of them saying the vaccines have proven safe and effective in trans- in preventing transmission of COVID, right? That like, yeah. I, how many times have we had to listen to that line over the, thousands of times? Rachel Co- Maddow, Fauci it's said it. Stop! It's going to come to me, and it's going to stop. Because I have my vaccine. That, that, that COVID, it comes at me and it meets the vaccine in my body and it stops. And it doesn't spread anywhere else. That's what we were told. Yep. But it's not scandalous that they totally lied about that. That's what they want you to believe. Yeah. But hey, remember guys, unanimously, unanimously, they voted to approve this for children five, uh, or what, six months? And. Uh, I thought it was zero to five. You said six months. I thought that I read that it was zero Those were their to five, safety studies. Those know. were their safety studies. The, uh, the nice. schedule was different than the safety studies I was looking at. But remember, guys, fact check, it's not news, nor is it scandalous. Don't report it because it's not news. Um, this is not news. We fact yeah. check it, and this is not news. That yeah. everything we said a year ago is a lie. Yeah. Fact so check. They're now going to put further pressure on you to essentially submit to you killing your children or permanently sterilizing them. Their but let's leave COVID now. Their old fact checks. Hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, what wonder. you have to... I mean, <laughs> we should, we we should just put them side by side. Yeah. We need to go back we in should. time. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.